Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join Hans and Scotty Wednesday from noon to 3, 1899 West Traverse Parkway in Lehigh. Customers that visit will receive a free liquid screen protector for your Android or Apple device while supplies last. Well, DJ, we, uh, we as you know, we're nine days away from the BYU-Utah game. It's a terrific way to start the season, in my opinion. I like the game being the first game of the year because we have weeks and months to talk about it, to look forward to it. So it serves its purpose for us because we get to throw all this stuff around, and it serves a purpose for the players and the coaches because the coaches have the players' attention. It's not like opening up against Southwest Missouri State. True story. I've had it with the U and the Big Sky openers, please. Please, no. please stop that. Yeah, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't serve anybody's purposes. No. I don't even like those games a couple weeks later. Uh, the kind of games where it's, uh, you've heard me say this before, it's kind of like gridiron prostitution. You just hire somebody, you pay them a bunch of money for a, for a W. So, you, do you care about the home and homes with the Mountain West? Uh, Northern Illinois, Wyoming, the Utes have gone home and home with Fresno, San Diego, San Jose, either in the past or have them on but contract are, in the future. Those are better. Those are better than some of these games that you see. Because that's some how the SEC a, teams play that are just, you know, right. there's just no chance for that team to win. So. Why don't we go to the uh, zone phone and talk with uh, former Utah quarterback Troy Williams. Troy, you're starting us off on uh, talking to former Utah BYU players for the game coming up in nine games. First of all, how the heck are you? What are you up to these days? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm out here in uh, Canada, uh, Edmonton, Alberta. I'm out here playing for the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, you know, life is good. I can't complain. I've been blessed with this opportunity. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of contrived just continue to levitate from here and uh, just enjoy the process. So how much can you uh, follow football in the U.S., college or pro, when you're up there? Or is this your first year up there and you're waiting for the season to kick off to find that out? Yeah, this is my first year, so uh, I'm still kind of waiting to see how, you know, I'm, I'm going to find and figure everything out. Um, I'm in a hotel right now, so it's kind of tough for, like, cable and everything and the whole, like uh, – the whole like the Canadian channels and you know everything like that. So I'm gonna have to get like a fire stick or you know something so I make sure I keep up with everybody. How are you finding the play up there and the practices? I mean, does it feel like a good fit to you, or is it kind of strange? Um, yeah, it was a little strange at first. I'm still I'm still learning, um, you know. So, but it, it's been good to me. You know, I can't complain. It's just it's a couple, you know tweets here and there you know of course it's, it's a lot different well, it's not too much different from uh, you know American football but um, at the end of the day it's still football you still got to strap it up you know mano and mano but uh, you know I feel like I'm, I'm coming along real well so your uh, your memories of the Utah BYU games what it when you hear the games coming up and you think back to it what do you think Oh man, don't lose it to those guys. That's the only thing I say. <laughs> don't don't lose to those guys. Uh, continue to you know keep the streak going. Um, you know the, the coaches they play like a uh, 
it's like a video that that's in in the locker room and it plays all day, every day. Um, you know, just like BYU, Utah highlights. You know, all the trash BYU guys talk throughout the media. Just a little extra motivation. Um, you know, it's just I just remember it. You know, being a lot of fun, just preparing for the week and shoot, just playing in the game. That's that's the best part. It's one thing, Troy, for the guys who are from this area, but for you coming from out of state, how long did it take you to really understand how important it was to the fan bases? Um, I don't think I really understood it until um, until the game like started. I think it was when uh, Sunia had got a pick. I want to say maybe around the first or second play, and like the I mean the, the atmosphere was already crazy. But when he caught that pick, every like that was probably the loudest, top five loudest I've heard the whole stadium. And you know, just throughout the whole game, you know, because uh, you know they were pretty physical that year. So I just kind of you know got the tempo from them, and then you know, talked to myself like, man, these guys really, you know, is really taking it taking it serious. It's not a game at all. <laughs> is there extra trash talking on the field during a BYU Utah game, or no more or less than any other game? Uh, yeah, I would say no more or less than any other game. I was kind of surprised. I thought it would be, uh, you know, a lot more trash talking than, than it was. Um, but, um, you know, I feel like you know, a lot of the guys on both Utah and BYU, um, even, if, you know, especially if they're in state, they probably, you know, grew up together and went to high school or, you know, cross, cross paths, you know, a lot of the time. So, um, so I feel like it's just, you know, uh, you know, when it gets down to the field, it's business time, no friends, no none of that. But, after the game, I felt like you know everybody's pretty much respectful, and uh, you know I'm just glad to be a part of the game. Now, Troy, the way I see this now, when I compare these two programs, I think Utah has more better athletes, but these games, it's not really reflected in it so much. I mean, they're almost always close games, tight games. To what do you attribute that? Um, I feel like it's just, you know, we, I think what is uh, eight in a row, nine in a row now. Yeah. Um, so eight in a row, yeah. So I feel like, you know, BYU, they, they come out, they get their best shot, you know, every time. They want that win so bad. So I feel like this is the this is their Super Bowl or whatever you want to call it. So you're going to get their best shot. Regardless of who we have on our team, we're going to get the best out of each one of those players on the other, on that other team on that night. And, you know, that's what just that's that's what makes it special. Um, you know, I feel like the closer the better. I mean, of course you wanna blow them out, but you know, uh I know the fans they wanna see a good game and everything, but uh, I feel like that's just the main factor. You know, they come out, they wanna win so bad and they just can't do it. So that kinda of frustrates them and it just wants to you know, it motivates them more and more. Uh but you know, I feel like we're gonna to continue to get get the job done regardless of how they feel. Former Utah quarterback Troy Williams joining us from Edmonton, where he's playing in the CFL right now. So I'm curious, you know, the offense and its inability to really take the Utes where Ute fans want the team to go has been a story for a decade, and we have just driven ourselves nuts talking about it. You know, from your perspective, when you were there, there were flashes of it being what it really could be, but then there were other times it wasn't quite there. What would it take for Mm -hmm. it? To get up to that 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 higher level and just stay there routinely, what what what's missing? You think? Um, I think you just have to stay the course. Um, you know, it looks it's a lot harder than it looks. You know, especially to the you know outside world, you you're not in the locker room, so it's a lot of things that are going on. You you, you got to give credit, you know, to the other team, to your opponent, you know, whoever that may be. Uh, the Pac-12 is a very you know tough conference, so but. Um, 
know, I feel like we just have to stay the course and try to use, utilize everybody, you know, all the athletes that we have, um, and just, you know, and just stay on, stay on that path. You know, I, I know it's kind of frustrating. I know it looks frustrating. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we know that, and, you know, everybody, you know, in, in the building knows that, but, you know, we're striving, you know, each and every day to try and just stay consistent and, um, you know, just try and, you know, come together as an offense. But I feel like, you know, it, it just, you just got to keep states, stay progressing and, you know, it'll happen eventually. Troy, did, as a quarterback at Utah, did you feel at times with Kyle Whittingham's emphasis on the run game and on defense, did you feel like that was hard on you as a quarterback? Because it seems to me, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but it seems like a quarterback has to feel confident, has to feel like, okay, if I throw a pick, I throw a pick. It's part of the game, but I have to have faith in my receivers and lay the ball out there for them. And that it seems like at times with the emphasis on eliminating turnovers that that can be tough on a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Am I reading that right? Um, yeah, especially uh... – you know, because we get the ball, we have the ball in our hands every play. So, you know, that's the main objective is to get the quarterback and to protect yours. So, um, but I feel like, you know, whatever is your offensive strength, um, I feel like you should go towards that, especially if, you know, that gives the quarterback a lot of confidence. When you see the offense progression, whether we're running the ball 50 times a game or passing 50 times a game, um, I feel like the quarterback will always be confident you know, in the players, as long as, you know, the, the ball is moving, scoring points, you know, everybody's having fun. Um, I feel like, you know, that's when I was most confident, when everyone was having fun and, you know, everybody's, you know, all in on what we're trying to do. Uh, it's not really about, uh, I don't think, it's not It's not really about, you know, trying to throw this amount of passes per game or I, I, I got to get my QBR rating up or whatever the case may be. Uh, I feel like, you know, once you just start having fun and guys flying around, it'll start clicking more and more. And, uh, you know, your QB's confidence will go off the roof. Are you in touch with Tyler Hunley at all? You guys ever text or uh, trade messages or anything? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still talk to him and uh, and Shelly. You know, those are my guys. You know, I, just, I tap in with him every, every now and then, you know, make sure make sure everything is good or, uh, you know, they'll see me like on the Snapchat or Instagram, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, just, just, just saying what's up, making sure, you know, everybody's good and, uh, you know, just telling them, you know, everything is right around the corner. So, you know, just, just regular QB talk. <laughs> Troy, uh, a compliment for you. I, it seems like to me you handled that situation really well. I, I mean, you were uh, you uh, didn't create any kind of problems in, on your team. You just sort of uh, were supportive. Uh, is that correct? It seemed that way, and it seemed like the team benefited from. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, of course. You know, I didn't want to, you know, butt heads with anybody. You know, Taylor made his decision. You know, it is what it is. I had no control over that, but what I did have control over was how, you know, I, I can come out every day, how I can show up to practice, how I treat people, um, you know, and I didn't want to, you know, give off a, a, any type of bad energy or bad vibe because at the end of the day, I still wanted to win. You know, it wasn't like I was on the sideline, you know, um, pouting or anything like that. Uh, and, you know, I was always good friends with Tyler. You know, we came in at the same time. So, uh, you know, I just tried to help him as much as I could. And, um, you know, he's talented as well. So, you know, I understood, you know, it would, it would be just as, 
if he if we were to switch positions, it's not like you know somebody would have asked me to play in front of a guy that's played for X amount of years. I'm not gonna tell him no. Like you know, that's not that's not what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go out and play and do what I can do. So you know, I respect you know the decision. You know, I respect Tyler, and you know we we you know we have respect for each other. So uh, you know, I just wanted you know the best for him and the team and. You know, just I just tried to enjoy it as much as I could. Well, your your class uh, was the equal of your talent, so uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks a lot, Troy. Good luck up there. Okay, thank you guys. Appreciate it. you guys. Take care. All right, there's Troy Williams on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset, get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the local Sprint store near you. I always wondered what it would be like to play in there. CFL. I wonder how that is. It looks like him, fun. You know? It looks wide open. Yeah. Yeah, it just looks crazy. But Troy's Three like, downs, you got to go for it. You know, there's no fourth down. You know, third down's the punt down. So yeah. you got two plays to get to 10 yards, and the field's bigger. Yeah. So spread out, speed matters. And you can run around. I, yep. it, it, it's just, it, I don't know. Uh, Troy's a Southern California guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, getting yeah. up there in Edmonton. He's, a, he's an L.A. area guy. He said that BYU is looking at this game as the Super Bowl. Well, now he's got to look at it like the Great Cup, I guess. Oh, very nice. Well, very, well done, Gordon. That's what you that's are a connoisseur. I don't know about that. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would go to Canada to play football. Maybe I would if the price was right. But, well, it's if it's either that or give it up, you know. I mean, yeah. if you can get to the NFL, obviously you do. But if you can't, and, and sometimes guys go to the CFL and it works. Not for a lot of guys, but. Warren Moon, know, baby. But for some. Are they asking you, Gordon, to, to go play football in Canada? I, I no, no. Okay, I just I, I you said have, that. I might have had the opportunity okay. at one point, but uh, you know, did you know that DJ was a punter at UCSB? I, I bet did you not didn't know, know that. that. No, that's true. No, right? no way. Right before they killed the program. Wait, yes, I do know this for story. one year. Yeah. I know this because someone it was last year. They were club. saw the play coming, or you told about the play was going to be coming. I remember now. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and tell the story. Uh, it's okay, you kind of wrecked it. Thanks, PK. <laughs> What's it like being a punter? A little boring, to be honest. With you. I mean, really, do you go out to practice and just boot the ball around? Yep. And th- that's yep. it. You're you know? Special teams, and then you're off to the side, and you got to do other stuff sometimes. You know. Did people treat you different? No, they basically just ignore you. There's no treating <laughs> Wait, of you at you, all. They you, just ignore you. It's like they got to do their own. They got to do their own thing. It's like, coach, I know we're working on this old goal line stuff, but I got to make sure the punter doesn't feel lonely. I mean, it doesn't happen, you know. So like for the place kicking, like sometimes the punter's the holder for the place kickers and that. So you got a little other stuff to do. But there's a lot of boredom. Well, you must if you read any kicker, they'll, they'll tell you. I just read one of the uh, NFL guys because the guy just retired. Yeah, right. Well, the one other... guy got cut by the Patriots. What's mm-hmm. the guy's name? Ryan? Somebody. He's like he's on three Super Bowl championship teams. Uh, see, you. we're going to save one point four. There it is. You're gone. Got to spend that money on linebackers or receivers or whatever. Troy's uh, Carson, California. There you go. By way of Santa Monica mm-hmm. College, and Santa Monica is a very nice chunk of real estate. <laughs> Santa yeah, Monica it's very expensive there. Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Edmonton's—he's a long way from home. But you got to chase the dream wherever it takes you. You think the real estate prices in Edmonton are a little more reasonable than uh, Santa Monica? Almost certainly. I'm thinking that maybe a two-bedroom, uh, maybe two-bath. With a living room and a family room, and that's it. Is going uh, for in Santa Monica is going for more money than a twenty-five room mansion in Edmonton. 
That's what I'm thinking. Uh, a two-bedroom, two-bath uh, rental per month in Edmonton is a thousand twenty-five. Is it? And you want that in where? Santa Monica? Yeah. Uh, what's your four hundred one k looking like? Uh, <laughs> you might want to dip into that. Uh, Twelve twenty-one Ocean Avenue, uh, eleven thousand one ten to twenty-eight one twenty-five. Apartments.com. Uh, $11,000? Yeah, this one's somewhere between $3,000 and $10,000. A little high end. Let me scroll down here. Assuming. A month? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what happened to rent control? I thought they had rent control. I heard that once. I had a friend who lived there, and they said they had rent control. Oh, yeah? They're, they're four and $5,000 a month here. I'm, there's got to be something. A month? Yeah, I know. That's a salary. What was the prop down there in, in California? That, 13. Uh, yeah, prop 13. This is what was going on, Austin. People were buying. Which, which freeway was it? Pe- by? People were people were all buying of all of them homes in various communities, uh, like okay. eight, it's like forty years ago, and for forty thousand dollars or something. And all of a sudden, now they're worth two point eight million, and people couldn't afford to pay the, the property taxes on them, so they had to so protect they, those. People. They voted their property tax away. It was cool. <laughs> Can we do that here? It, yeah, you can. It turns out it creates a, lot, it creates a lot of issues, but uh, I found stuff now for around twenty five hundred and three grand. So you can find oh, a place to live. That that's got to be the rent control stuff. Yeah, or is that in is that in the uh, lesser parts of uh, town? There are no lesser parts of Santa, <laughs> in Santa Monica. Monica. Yeah, watch out for the mean streets. It's just the high end and the very high end. What's the most expensive uh, city for real estate now? Is it San Francisco? I would or think it? it would be somewhere San Francisco or Manhattan, but I'd have to look it up. Man, no thanks. I don't want to live in downtown San Francisco. Palo Alto might be really expensive. I don't know. Uh, Palo Alto is really expensive. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah. I don't need to look that up. It's very expensive. I mean, what? I, why do people want to be on top of each other if they can... A move out away a little bit and just ever relax in the, 30th, in the country. Ever live in the 30th floor condo, no yard work, looking out over the Golden Gate Bridge, and then take the elevator downstairs to some of the finest restaurants in North America, <laughs> all the while having talking. a two-block commute to your job that pays you seven figures? 67 in the winter, 72 <laughs> when, in the when summer. I went to uh, San Francisco to cover the- 47 in the summer. To cover the Utes in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. I went I went downtown to uh, do some Christmas shopping down See? there. Yeah. yeah, there's some high-rent districts. A little bit. But I wouldn't want to be there, man. The earth starts shaking, the building starts swaying all kinds of crap and then you got tsunamis rolling in oh wait that was a that was not a uh dwayne johnson and then movie. here comes dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> with a boat to that? rescue everybody <laughs> i remember when that San tsunami Andreas. took out that what <laughs> scared the living daylights out of me that that tsunami that what 100 foot wave you're telling me alex daddario is dwayne the rock johnson's daughter okay yeah that's what's Who happening. was his wife in that movie? Uh, Carla Giagiagiada. Because she was, she was, you know. All right, Gordon. <laughs> DJ! <laughs> Speaking of getting excited, Andrew's in the house. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Honestly, go, go if ahead. PK or I did half of this, we'd be in so much trouble. How do you do this? <laughs> Well, He's the Godfather. That's right. That's why, right there. Give me a little Godfather music. No, 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 no. You come to me on this day at my daughter's wedding, and he asked me to do this thing for you. Wow, that's pretty good. Thank you. 
Andrew Reinhardt is here now. I do Kermit the Frog, too, but that's later. Andrew <laughs> Reinhardt is here now. Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000. And they got a new treatment for ED. We do. It's called acoustic wave therapy. What is so cool about this is... No medication, no injections, no surgery. It's the first thing that treats the root cause of ED, which is blood flow. Um, Clinically proven and FDA cleared to open up the blood vessels in this part of the body, obviously. So normal function, no pills, and that means no more side effects. The guys know the headaches and the blurred vision. Do you have to be in good shape? No, most of our patients are not in good shape. <laughs> you do not have to be in good shape. Um, young, old, it does, it does not matter what your health history is. It doesn't, it doesn't help at all to be in good shape? I don't shape. mean I, to generalize. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I mean, I but meanwhile. <laughs> that's no, it, it, we've got guys that are diabetics, high blood pressure, that are overweight, that are in their 80s and 90s. So we've kind of seen it all. Um and we can open up the blood vessels no matter what. Is it permanent? I would say long-lasting. Oh. So not something you have to repeat every year or even every three to five years. It, it lasts a lot longer than that. So when you say 90s, is that just because it's a good round number and you throw it out there and it makes a point it's for everybody in all stages of life? Or you actually had multiple we, people in their well, 90s? We literally in. have many patients dozens in their early 90s. That was a nice way of me asking a sponsor, are you a liar? (laughs) (laughs) We we really do. And they have 20-year-olds. And we have, and I think we've got a 21 or 22-year-old, many patients in their 20s, and and a lot of guys in their 30s and 40s. I actually think the younger guys are the best candidates because the results go quicker. So if you're struggling early, it's it's much easier to fix now than once you've had ED for like 10 years. Mm. 801-901-8000 801-901-8000 is the number to call, Wasatch Medical Clinic, 801-901-8000, and you have a special deal for anyone who calls We do, right yeah. Pick up the phone, call us right now. We're going to do an initial consultation, exam, and blood flow ultrasound with the doctor to check for any blockages in blood flow. Um, that'll be totally free to those that call. Now, that's maybe a $300 value, and it's meant for the guy that's just curious, no obligation, no cost. All right, 801-901-8000. Andrew, thanks a Thank lot. Thank you, guys. This is DJ and PK. Kurt Craig, don't the youth beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune. You look at Utah and there's so much positivity. How much of that positivity is based on their team being really good as opposed to the South being at best average, if not worse? I think the two do come together, but from a personnel standpoint, it's almost weird how it's all lined up in 2019, especially with the NFL prospects all coming back. They go from having nine senior starters and then having all the underclassmen come back and just converge in Utah's favor in 2019 to potentially be very good. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. and excitement at Vivint Smart Home Arena. There's a hired event to fill a variety of part-time positions for arena events, including jazz games and concerts. 
The hiring event will be August 22nd to the 24th. That's this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Zions Bank Basketball Campus in Salt Lake City. Apply prior to the hiring event at LHM.com careers under the Vivint Smart Home Arena section. Walk-ins will also be welcome during the event. Apply today. If you're wondering why we're playing this music, it's because uh, we have a dream theme today off of your show, uh, DJ, uh, DJ and PK. Apparently, PK brought up this whole idea of having a dreamy season. And yep. Mixing what home. is the dream? Well, you might as well dream now at zero and zero. I mean, you don't want to start dreaming in mid-September. Uh, <laughs> two and two, and we're really hoping to go to fill in the blank, you know, hardware store bowl game here. I thought for the Utes, a dream season was winning the Pac-12. And he said, go into the playoffs, or, because you don't really control that, win the Pac-12 and win the Rose Bowl. Because you know, yeah. then you control everything you can control. I said for the Aggies, win the Mountain West Conference. They haven't done that yet. I think it would be huge. They're picked second in their division. Uh, but I think if they rank teams, they'd probably be picked third or fourth in the conference. I don't know how it would work with San Diego State, but I think Boise State and Fresno have been the top two. And until further notice, we'll be, we'll be one, two. Um, and he said New Year's Six Bowl. So win your conference, but win it at a level that you shove the other leagues out of the way and you get the spot in the Cotton Bowl or wherever. What is it for BYU? That we were all over the map because as an independent, it's really hard to define. I said 10-2. and two. I think 10-2 and two is the best they can do. Well, that's, that's, I, that's, but it's dream. It's dream. Yeah, right. I, I think 8-4 and four should be the goal. Mm-hmm. But like if the slot machine lines up and everything works out – Ten and two. If the Cougars go ten and two this year, they they will be doing. So they were having parades as, in Pro. As PK does, it's his unique gift. Then he shifts. He gets me going one way, and then he cuts back, and he said, "For BYU to be nationally relevant in any way in November, if that's because of the record and where they're ranked in a New Year Six discussion, fine. If that's because of a quarterback that NFL guys are drooling over and people are talking about as a Heisman candidate before he leaves early, fine. But if that's because a graduate transfer running back has come in and is on pace to run for two thousand yards." That's fine. It doesn't matter what it is, but have some positive storyline for Cougar football yeah. that has them nationally relevant in November. Uh, a national relevance for BYU at this juncture, that sounds like a pipe dream to me with this particular schedule. However, because you're playing that schedule, it gives you a better chance, if you are successful, of having exactly that. So it's the great conundrum. So now let's shift gears and do it like, what's the nightmare? <laughs> uh, What's let's go negative. Well, we did go through What's the for BYU worst? that four and nine season or whatever it was was pretty painful for folks uh, in Provo, and uh, that would spell all kinds of doom down there. Um, that could cause all kinds of problems that what might involve coaching staffs and other things as well. So for the Utes losing to BYU and then not being bowl eligible. The 5-7 and seven flame out after having been oh, picked, which picked happens to, to somebody every year. Go back, look at a preseason. Wisconsin last year yeah. was a pre- – now, they were bowl eligible. They did get to 7-5. and five, But they were an elite team in the preseason. USC has been ranked every year for like 15 years, and now they're not preseason ranked this year. They were ranked preseason team last year. They didn't go bowling. They were 5-7 and seven and lost to their arch rival in the season finale when their arch rival was 2-9 and nine coming in. 
<laughs> well, the thing about brutal. The thing for Utah is that because the expectations are so high, the dreams seem so close that if they, I mean, if they, I mean, they could still have a winning record and be uh, have eight a and four would be a nightmare. Yeah, but I, just like we we're trying to make the best dream, I was trying to make the biggest nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if they drop through the bottom, then holy cow! I don't. Uh, I, anyone I, that, that, here's the problem with that is that because people have put trust, trust in the Utah football program at this point, if they were to belly flop this season, I think it would be extremely costly to them over their reputation, say, over the next three years. Sure, I get that. Um, I don't think they will belly flop. I think the beautiful thing is not only are they pretty good, yep. but the South has got a lot of issues. So a lot, and it's one of the second-year coaches may may take a big step forward. That wouldn't be surprising. Somebody's got to win when they play head to head. Maybe they all beat each other up, but that doesn't seem. Who's likely. most likely you think, in that regard? Uh, ASU or UCLA, mm-hmm. not Arizona or Colorado. I think that's pretty clear cut. I would be really surprised if Arizona or Colorado took a big jump. I wouldn't be that surprised. You know, ASU's got a freshman quarterback, and they they were bowl eligible last year. They were the other team in the South, so they don't have as far to go. Back to what I said in the last hour, you know, once you're at 500 or better, a two-game improvement's pretty good. You know, that really is, and if they pull it off with a young quarterback, and P.K. I talked about it, he, I mean, he's an ASU guy, and he'd be ecstatic if they went 8-4 and four with a freshman quarterback. Awesome! Sign yeah. him up! The youth senior quarterback is graduating. USC is maybe in the middle of a coaching change. Yeah, sweet. We had a national writer on. Uh, Austin, maybe you can remind me who it was. Remember who was really high on Arizona? Oh, uh, Josh Parcells. Was it Josh? Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about Khalil Tate and how he could have a resurgence. And- Healthy senior quarterback having a breakout year. The problem is they and, – and I get that part of the storyline. That's not outrageous. I don't know if it's how I bet, but it's not outrageous. But where's the part where that defense suddenly toughens up? Mm-hmm. They've had a few issues on the other side of the ball. Been a while since the fire ant defense was running around down there, huh? Desert swarm. Mm. Those were the days. All right, uh, we'll get more into uh, into the rivalry. Uh, there's a lot to talk about with this, and that's what's so great about it. Being the number one, the first game of the season, we have all this time. Zach Moss, let me ask you this about him: Is he the most important Ute every single week? Oh boy, there's two ways to go with this. I'm going to go no. They got Is the other a, way, yes? they got to have a passing game. Yes, and thank you for that. I knew when I said that. I'm like, yeah, glad I'm not the, doing the, the show with the PK spread right now. De- it's going to be 10 minutes of me getting beat up. <laughs> Will the spread be determined by the final score as well? Obviously. Okay, okay. Yeah. The, here's the thing. You could say yes because – but I, I'm still going no. You could say yes because the passing game, if it takes a step forward – We'll still be taking a step forward by Keen off the running game. And right. so, assuming he's there and he provides that, you know, the safety's in the box. You've only got to beat one-on-one coverage. You know, break a tackle, stiff-arm a guy, run away from a guy, have a guy slip and fall, make a big play, right? And so, it all keys off of him. Um, but a couple things. One, that all supposes that that O-line comes together and is, is good. They're making three changes there. It doesn't matter how, he good is, how good he is if the O-line isn't good enough. Right. You can't, and you can't make and allegedly, we're not seeing practice. We're not seeing if they're letting some of these young running backs go live or not. They're or good. What, a couple of them are good. That's what we've been told. Mm-hmm. And so 
Last year when Zach went down, they didn't have another back to replace him. This year, do they? You know, uh, definitely, maybe. So there's, there's two reasons to say, no, he's not. And there's one to say, yes, he is. So I will go with, no, he's not. Mm. But he's awfully important. Okay, so. on the occasions when he's not, it's it Tyler Huntley. I get why you say that in the ultimate team game. I just want to disagree with everything because everybody needs somebody else. So there is no – the answer is no for everybody because there is no one player. But the quarterback is always disproportionately important. But I think the Ute quarterbacks, even though they haven't been great, I think they've taken more heat than they've deserved because I think the receivers have been below average for a decade. The 2008 receiver group, Mountain West all the way, mm-hmm. and what they did in the Sugar Bowl, they had so many guys who could make plays. Um, they had guys go to the NFL, but the most important thing is that they make plays for you right now. And they had so many guys who could get a first down, who could get a touchdown. It wasn't surprising if one of those five or six receivers you know, pulled in a pass and picked up 17 yards. What was the play when Brian Johnson threw that pass to Freddie Brown before he even turned around and he caught it? It was like a fourth and eight that they had to have in order to win. Uh, was that against Oregon State? And you're the guy with the memory. I'm not, I'm not sure. But anyway, your point that is was that a, they, a did close have, game, yeah. they did have playmakers right. who could do things. And they'll, they'll have to have that. But Tyler Huntley's a trigger man. I wrote a column today. It's posted at sltrib.com that Jordan Love's the best quarterback in the state. And that sounds like a slight to the other quarterbacks, but it's not. This is a quarterback rich year right now. I, I think Tyler Huntley's going to have a nice year. I think Zach Wilson is going to be good. Jordan Love is just... Uh, superior, in my opinion, and I think they're all going to show well. Now, there's some questions up at Utah State about the offensive line and replacing some of those parts, but he is a talented, talented guy who understands how to play that position. He's a quarterback, and he's learned that. He didn't know it when he showed up in Logan, and he has become that, and that's one of the reasons. You know, he wasn't recruited by anyone other than Utah State. Recruiting is not an exact science. It is an art. And guys get under-recruited for a lot of reasons. But Alex Smith was under-recruited. Aaron Rodgers was under-recruited. So, welcome to the club. Yeah, I guess that's pretty heavy company. Yeah. And uh, Tom Brady didn't even star at Michigan half the time. So, it's, you know. it's. But a lot of it comes down to the guys around you. So, I, I... I really want to answer no to everybody because it doesn't come down to one guy. And the Utes, as good as they're supposed to be, they still have multiple question marks in my mind. Offensive line, kicking. I mean, you want to go the kicker? Do you think they're not going to have to win a close game with a big kick? That's been a strength for them through the years. It's to the point that you don't even pay attention to it. And now it's a question mark. You know, you brought up something there. You're talking about the guys surrounding the quarterback and how they have to be good in order for the quarterback to thrive and for the team to thrive for that matter. Uh, I want to get into some of the comments that Baker Mayfield uh, uttered in the 5 o'clock hour about he ripped Daniel Jones and the Giants for drafting him, and he pointed to the uh, Jones's losing record at Duke. Uh, it strikes me that Patrick Mahomes also had a losing record at Texas Tech, and that didn't really affect his ability to play in the NFL. Is it an individual talent thing? I think it is. Sometimes talent is surrounded by schmucks. And it's, it's pretty hard to be able to really show what you can do when you don't have a lot of skill around you. We'll get into that in the 5 o'clock hour. But coming up next, DJ, is everybody's highlight of the day in and around 97.5. Not everybody's. The zone. They're not sports report. Coming up next. So stay right where you are. What do you got over there?
Don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. You're a cat guy, and I thought immediately of you. My wife and I were out in the driveway. Across the street, a cat fight breaks out. Just the cat that was running away was not fast enough. Uh-huh. And the cat chasing it was really good at fighting. I'm sitting there going, okay, do I go in and intervene? Do I get in between these cats? And they chase under a truck in a driveway and one of the cats emerges and the other one never emerged. Could I and should I have done something? You are absolutely responsible for this. It's a life and death situation here. You sat there and watched this whole thing. Now, I don't, I can't confirm if there was a death or not. I only saw one Catholic. We know what that means. <laughs> Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, sing The Nuts Sports Report is brought to you by LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. You know, there were so many people who wanted to sponsor the Nuts Sports Report, but, you know, LHM is lucked out. Only the best get the worst of us. <laughs> uh, the voice you heard was David James, who is sitting in for vacationing Jake Scott. Thanks, DJ. We do appreciate it. I was lip singing, too. I do a mean I know. Song. You are really into it, man. But people don't want me singing on the radio, trust me. Well, PK handles that for them. Absolutely. That's his, yeah. that's his deal. All right, DJ. When I think of some of the, a job I would not want, a job you would not want, tell me what job it would be and why. Uh, well, I've actually dug ditches. I don't know if they do that manual anymore. That that job, I can tell you, officially sucked. You also don't want to work for your dad. That's two things I learned at the same time. Um, your dad had you digging ditches? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you watch for the power lines? I was, and what? I was, I was 13. Uh, they were overhead, so that was oh. okay. We weren't too worried about them. Okay. Uh, jobs you Gaslight? don't want. Um can think of a lot of inappropriate things to say, but I'm trying not to say them. Well, let me give you an example. Okay, that'd be good. Window washer. Kind of looks cool. I'm not going to kid you. Walked out of the Wells Fargo building there, Channel 2, we're on the ground floor, and look up and the ropes are down, the guys are up there dangling off the 15th floor. You think that looks cool? It does. I don't want to do it because I have a fear of heights. And so yeah. you're right, I don't want that job, but it does look... Like, yeah, rappelling down the side of a building like Spider-Man. I mean, there's a certain, yeah, I like would, that. Would that freak you out, Austin? Oh, uh, yeah. I'd be the yeah, last I would, job I'd okay. choose. And, right. I wouldn't choose it either, but it still looks, yeah. A story out of Chicago. Helicopter pilot. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> no part of that. No thank you. A call of a window washer. This is a timeline here. A call of a window washer hanging from the 53rd floor on the west side of 33rd West Ontario. Possible high angle rescue. 
Chicago Fire Department and CPD en route. Okay. Bonafide traffic being blocked off on Dearborn from Ohio to Ontario and on Ontario from Dearborn to state. Window washer dangling from the 54th Wait, floor. Is this not sports report? Or is this like yes. breaking news in Chicago no, no, right now and you're what, bringing this up today? No, this is uh, this what happened a little bit ago. One of his lines broke, but the other one is good. Chicago Fire Department setting up for a high-angle rescue. Then Squad 1 and Squad 2, due to the scene, both of them responding to ensure there's enough rope on a 58-story building. All right. Oh, wait. Okay, we're not done. They were going to try and pull him up the to the top floor. The sound effect for the Windy City, the 54th floor. Window washer is starting to panic a bit. He says his remaining line... <laughs> His remaining line is starting to break. You, I really don't want to be a window washer. This has been elevated now. It doesn't matter how good it looks up there. Companies working fast. Not fast enough. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, let's see. Window washer hanging by a thin rope. The rain has started. Because uh, of course it has. Lightning has started. Sure. Are you kidding me? Come on. Chicago Fire Department almost ready to pull him up to safety. He's going to be walking up the side of the building. Uh, oh, lightning strikes. Okay, I really don't like lightning. I really, really, I, I really, really don't like lightning. Should be five minutes until the rescue is complete. He's walking up as we speak. Good news. Victim re- secured on the top of the building. In the lightning storm, so we're not done yet. <laughs> Equipment that was hanging on the side of the building is now secure on the roof. The window washer is safely on the ro- roof, being evacuated by EMS now. Here, hold I'm, this tinfoil. I want nothing to do with this. These guys are freaking heroes. What are they doing up there washing the windows? Why don't we have self-cleaning windows at this point? How does that not work? We just have a little thing like on, on, a, on a windshield? Well, sure, whatever. Wipers? We yeah. won't even play baseball if there's rain. <laughs> These guys are out there, yeah, bring on the lightning! But, but isn't it just like, okay, the guy's dangling from one good rope. The rope is failing, and what does it do? It starts raining. And then it starts lightning Jeez. <laughs> oh, ah, that. Um, but be safe. So it was a good, uh, a good uh, happy ending. Speaking of... <laughs> ooh, ooh. Dumped. Oh, come on. A wise decision by Austin. Good grief. It's like your first day. There are rules. <laughs> Andrew, how the heck are you? <laughs> I'm great. Andrew Reinhardt joining us from Wasatch Medical Clinic. You can call them at 801-901-8000. Andrew, we had to dump what Gordon just said. Oh, you can do that then. You oh, can, but but was that, that, let's get a ruling from the judge. That yeah. Was that or that was, was that not across better, the line? I better stay out of this one. Okay. <laughs> that means you're guilty, Gordon. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're here to help. Yeah, we are. We are. We've got a new treatment for erectile dysfunction. Um Acoustic wave therapy, our clinic in Murray has seen a lot of guys, both old and young, struggling with ED. What's so 
breakthrough, I guess, about this treatment is that it's not medication. It's not injections. It's not testosterone. It's not a supplement. Um, the treatments are done in our clinic. They're really easy, 10, 15 minutes. Typically with just a few, um, the blood vessels will open up and a guy will get back to normal function in the bedroom without the pill. 801-901-8000. That's the number for the Wasatch Medical Clinic. So how come medication is working for some guys and not for others, and how does that apply to what you're offering? Well, I think it causes uh, headaches in almost everybody. And then as a body builds up tolerance to the medication, guys have to take more and more, so the side effects increase, and eventually they just can't do it anymore. And that's typically when they come to us. They say, I, you know, I can't go through that. Um, and we get them back to natural function. By the way, most guys say, I just want it to work like it used to. Uh-huh. And um, I'm sick of the pills, which is a band-aid to the problem. This is the first thing that treats the root cause of the issue, which is blood flow. 801-901-8000. What's the deal you're offering now? So for those that call in right now, we will do an initial assessment, exam, and blood flow ultrasound to test things. That's done with our medical doctor. It's about a $300 value. Call us right now. We'll do that totally free. 801-901-8000. That's the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys.